All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I am super excited. That's not even a word. Elated, that's not it either. There's just been so much in my spirit and so much just in my heart as God has truly been God. You know, I God, uh, the servant leader, Coretta Brown, shout out to her. She all said, God go God. And he has been God and we have been celebrating how he has brought us now three years mm. on the servant leader coaches Bible study. And it has just been amazing. It has been one of those things where you looked up and you know, it was nobody but him. And, you know, the servant leader we have on today, we've been talking a little bit before we went live and he already y'all got me stirred up. I'm going to tell you now. So I'm trying to simmer myself to do this intro. Uh, but I really want to just run out of this chair a little bit. But we've been, as we celebrated, and, and if you just joined us, I've been praying to ask God how we need to move forward. And one of the things that he gave me was the theme for this third year, the fourth quarter, how it is and learning and how we should serve until the return of Christ for the return of Christ, because he's coming, y'all. And in my prayer, I let God have his way, and he led me to a mighty man of God uh, that's going to join us today. We want to give another shout out and thank you to our speaker for Monday, uh, Pastor and Coach Dennis McNulty. He was phenomenal as always. And tonight we have servant leader Mitch Mason, who is the Tar Heels chaplain. He's a man of God. He's powerful. Holy Ghost feel. And y'all, I'm telling you right now, I had to rub down my knees, my ankles, rotate them out, <laughs> stretch like I'm about to play for the fourth quarter because I know God is going to use you. So, Mitch, as I tell people all the time, I thank you so much for your time. Time is one of those things that once it's given, I can't exchange it. I can't give it back to you. But I thank you. And I'm going to pass it towards you. I'm going to close my mouth for now so that you can <laughs> say hello to our listeners and let God use you as he intended to do. Coach Chelsea, thank you so much for the invitation on coming on to uh, your podcast, your show, uh, Servant Leader. That alone ministers to my to my soul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so many times, man, we're trying to you know to do things and to get things and to, but no, it's all about others. It's all about Amen. serving others. You Amen. know it better than I do. The listeners know it over in John chapter 13. Come Jesus on. put on, they took off that old cloak, put that old garment on, that old garment on, started washing the disciples' feet. And hey, you know me, you're teaching the Lord. If I'm going to do this, you do it. But then, hey, we stopped right there and we just go in and preach that. But no, he said, blessed are you if Come you on. do this. Come if on. You do what? If you serve others. So That's thank it. you for serving coaches. Thank you for what you do being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, we're talking about uh, the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. you know, how to to serve the return, how to serve in for the return of Christ. Yes. And I think the uh, the, the, the uh, optimum uh, phrase in that, and I just want to encourage the coaches with this tonight, you know, the optimum phrase in that is uh, the return of Christ. Let's, Come let's, on. let's hit that, the return of Christ, you know, or how to serve, right? And I think that the most important thing right now is understanding he is going to return. There will be a second coming of Christ. Over in Acts chapter one, Jesus has you know, told the disciples, don't you guys leave uh, Jerusalem just yet until you're filled with the Holy Spirit from power upon high. And he goes on to say, you'll be witnesses, uh, my witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth, right? And then uh, he is, and then hear me on this here, and guys, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hit with a bunch of scriptures because I believe time is of the essence and, and I don't wanna take up a lot of your time. Uh, and so, you know, he says, he's standing on the Mount of Olives, right? And he uh, ascends on clouds and the disciples are looking up. Acts chapter one, and disciples are looking up and uh, as they are standing up looking, uh, two men that were standing, who I think are angels, by the way, two men standing by and white, they look over at the more boys and they say, uh, men of Galilee, why are you standing gazing up, uh, looking up? Uh, this same Jesus who you saw taking up into heaven on clouds 
will return in like manner that you saw him leave. So right there, we know that he is going to return. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm not here to give you my opinion. I'm here to encourage you with the word Come of God. On. And so, uh, so we know he is going to return, right? But the scripture points to it. So uh, remember, they're standing at the Mount of Olives over, I believe, I've got it written down, Acts 111. You'll see that it says that as they are heading back to Jerusalem, returning from the Mount of Olives. So Jesus uh, ascended from here at the Mount of Olives. Why is that important? Because scripture uh, tells us that Jesus is going to return. Uh, the Old Testament confirms the second coming. Uh, it's location first. Acts chapter one, verse 12 talks about us standing at the Mount of Olives. They return from there. Zechariah chapter 14, verse four, it says on that day, it's talking about the return of Christ. And it says on that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem. So the way that the angels, the men in white said that he uh, departed, he is going to return He's going to return on the Mount of Olives. See, we're looking at the New Testament saying it, but the disciples were looking at the Old Testament. As we know, the Old Testament, they were looking at scriptures confirming that he is going to return. And so we've got both the new and the old confirming that he is going to return. And I'm going somewhere with this. So you guys just hang in there with me. Uh, and, and as the Old Testament is the New Testament, what we have uh talks about his return, the Old Testament confirms it. In Revelation chapter one, verse seven, it says, behold, he is coming, Jesus is coming with clouds and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. So that's Revelation chapter one, verse seven, but also in Zechariah. It says this, chapter 12, verse 10, and this is the uh, NIV that I'm uh, reading to you. It says, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace. This, again, this is talking about Jesus uh, returning, right? I'll pour out on the house of David and inhabitants, inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on me. Some translations say him. They will look on me the one they have pierced and they will mourn for me as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Why is this important? Because as the Old Testament confirmed it, as the Old Testament uh, wrote it, uh, put it down and the scribes uh, and the Holy Spirit moved on the hearts of the writers, the prophets, as they prophesied about Jesus's first coming and his second coming, the New Testament confirms it. So again, guys, why is this important? We're talking about the fourth order, how to serve uh, for the return of Christ. We gotta understand first that he is going to return. The Bible is clear that there will be a second coming of Jesus Christ. The uh, scripture that we're gonna point to now is Matthew uh, chapter 24. It is known as the Olivet Discourse, right? In this uh, particular um, uh, passage of scripture, uh, Jesus, uh, he says, it says in Matthew 24, three, uh, you know, he's at the Mount of Olives, right? And he's sitting at the Mount of Olives. The disciples come to him privately and says, tell us, Remember, they had just get, got finished looking at the temple and the disciples were all, uh, you know, Herod's temple. Uh, they were all just kind of, uh, you know, taken in awe, taken back by the, uh, the, the, the awe, the wonder. It was looking great. It was awesome. And they saw this thing. And Jesus said, I'm telling you that every stone is going to be torn down in this place. So the disciples come back and they said, uh, tell us, they said, when will this happen? When will the temple be destroyed? Uh, is one, and they said, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So they asked several questions in that one passage. Tell us, when will this happen? When will the temple be torn down? Which was 70 AD. Uh, what will be the sign of your coming 
and the end of the age. So we know when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So let's look at the what will be the sign of your coming. In other words, the sign of your second coming, right? Uh, so we can we we know right now from that question that he's going to come again. So the disciples understood that. So we need to understand that. So you got to ask yourself, what is going to be the sign uh, of the uh, second coming, right? So here we go. Jesus answered. And again, I'm still over in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, and this is the NIV that I'm reading from. Some translations may be different, but again, it's talking about the same thing. Jesus answered and said, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end of the age is still to come. Here we go. Nation or ethnicity. That word nation, that means ethnicity. Ethnicity will rise against ethnicity and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Now you got to ask yourself from just that passage alone, am I witnessing, coach, come on now, is it ethnicity? Are we seeing any racial wars? Are we seeing racial tension? Mm -hmm. Are we yep. seeing kingdom against kingdom? Are we seeing a country against another country? Are we seeing these things? Are we hearing about these things? Are we seeing any famines? Or are we seeing earthquakes in various places? Mm -hmm. Just stay hanging there with me. He continues and he says, then you will be handed over to be persecuted, put to death. You'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, here we go. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Some say the love of many will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, then the end will come. So in this passage of scripture, Jesus gives us, he answers the question, what will be the sign of your coming? So I asked you all those questions earlier, are you witnessing some of these things? Because uh, I know I am. And so that sets the climate, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, of, of this end that's coming. Well, again, how does this, uh, you know, how does this apply to us right now? We're in the fourth quarter is what I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. This, this, this message today is uh, the fourth quarter, uh, how to serve uh, for the return of Christ. So let's get that understood. We're in the fourth quarter, guys. And if you don't think those passages of scripture, if that doesn't get you to understand, here's one more I want to read to you. And I'll dive into a little bit deeper. Uh, Second Timothy chapter three is where I'm reading from. And it says this here. This is the Apostle Paul talking. It says, but know this in the last days in the hear me on this in the last days. Perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, hmm. lovers of money boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. These are not my words, this is scripture. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I'm asking again, are we seeing any of those things? Are we witnessing those things? Because if we are, we are in the last days. We are in the fourth quarter. So I want us to set the stage really fast. I wanted to set the stage and get us to understand where we are along God's timeline. What, what, what time frame are we in? We're in the fourth quarter, guys. I'm not gonna say two minute warning right now, but we, we get in there. So we are in the fourth quarter. So why is this important of, uh, of, of what I'm, I'm reading? Because coaches, you know, fourth quarter is money time, right? Fourth quarter Come is money time. <laughs> fourth quarter is when you, you put your best in, baby. We, we rolling. This is it. Let's go. Uh, the let's go for us is to tell people 
about the second coming of Christ so that they can get into the kingdom of God. That is our, our, our mandate. That is our, we're, we're in the great commission now. We're in Matthew chapter 28. Uh, Jesus said, as he, you know, uh, came back and he saw the disciples, he said, uh, after he had uh, came off the cross, was dead, buried, resurrected, which we're getting ready to celebrate, praise God, resurrection uh, is coming this Sunday, amen, he is risen, risen indeed, praise God, I'm telling y'all, I've been over there, that tomb, it's empty, y'all, that thing's still empty, well, nonetheless, <laughs> right, so we, we, he, he's resurrected, he comes and he tells the disciples, all authority has been given unto me, uh, both in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And then he says, uh, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you and just know I'm gonna be with you uh, even until the end of the age. So our mantra as followers of Jesus Christ, as believers are to go or is to go and make disciples of all nations, all ethnicities, all peoples. How do we do that? Well, I'm a firm believer, guys, that, you know, uh, we live in a world where everything is transactional. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. Well, you can't be a disciple maker until you've first been a disciple. You cannot make disciples until you've first been a disciple. Come and on. that is getting under someone being understanding, being uh, being trained in the scriptures, being understanding the Holy Spirit, understanding uh, uh, the mantra, understanding who you are uh, in Christ, understanding that the old person is dead. Uh, behold, all things have become new. Right. And so it is so important for us to stay in the word of God so that we can grow as Christians and we can go and make disciples. Well, a lot of people, when they think about making disciples, they think of it as some type of uh, it, it, it is rigorous. It is mm -hmm. uh, it is, uh, you know, very, very tedious. And no. In this world, everything is transactional, as I was saying before, uh, Chelsea, you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Mm -hmm. But as a disciple, man, we're relational. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, we're relational. It doesn't matter what you do for me. It is all about me serving you. That's why this platform is so important because it reminds coaches that we're here to serve. God doesn't need another chaplain. He doesn't need another uh, player. He doesn't need another coach. He needs more servants. Come because on. when you are a servant, you are not looking to impress someone. You're looking to impact someone. And that's what we're called to do. And how do we do that? What's a practical way that we make disciples, man, just by loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, man, just loving them. I'm here to serve you. How can I be a blessing to you? What can I do to help you? How can I, I'm cheering you on. Hey, my team might not be in the tournament, but guess what? I know some teams that are, baby. Let me cheer y'all along. Let me jump behind them. Let me, let me pray for them. Let me help them. Let me do something for them. You see, um, it's, 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 uh, Matthew 5, 16, it says this, um, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. This is Jesus talking. Men may see your good works saying, glorify your father in heaven. And so guys, we have got to demonstrate. We've got to show, we've got to not only tell about our, and let people see our good works. They need to hear about the good God that mm. gave us the ability Come to on. do the good works. That's what it's about, man. So Chelsea, like you said, and yesterday, and, and you know, what are you advertising? When people see you, what do they see? Come on. You, when you see a commercial and you see, hey, for me, it was at Taco Bell. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come man, on that now. Big that big chalupa, <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, ooh, that, that, Come on now. Man, that beat, hey, that bass drop, y'all know the commercial. It was <laughs> in the tournament. Man, that bass drop, people, uh, I get it. Man, I went you over there and knew. got that thing. Spontaneous jumped on it we ain't got it hey oh, yeah. give me give me don't give me that hot sauce man i want that fire i want that hot stuff what it's gonna make me ow that's what i wanted <laughs> i wanted it because it was the advertising was good so like you said chelsea what do people see when they look at us are we advertising christ are we advertising the kingdom 
See, we are talking about, we, this is a different kingdom, guys. We're in the fourth quarter. It is not about our kingdom. It's all about the kingdom of God. We are to demonstrate the good works of the Lord and tell people about his goodness so that they can see how good the Father is, see how good Jesus is, and be swept into the kingdom of God. We are called to uh, impact, we're called to, to expand the kingdom of God. That's our job, guys. And so in, in this fourth quarter, my challenge to you is to number one, Jesus is coming. So we need to, we need to get busy. Number two, we need to demonstrate the goodness of God so people can see it. And the most important thing, man, listen, we ain't trying to impress people. We're trying to impact them so that they can turn, repent, come into the kingdom of God. What does it say in Romans chapter uh, two, I believe? It says it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. God is so good. And man, we need to, we need to, we need to demonstrate. We need to talk about his goodness. And we do that because we've been called to us, we've called to a, a ministry of reconciliation, as Paul said. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians. Uh, we've been called to a ministry of reconciliation, reconciling people back to God through Jesus Christ. So I pray that this makes sense. Um, my last thing is this here, and I'll give you, I, I'm, I'm always about, um, you know, I'll give you the, the, the spiritual element. And then I like to give you the practical so you can see it live, right? So you can, you can really get a visual of it. And I'll share this with you. And this is exactly what I mean. And um, I talked about it a little bit in the, uh, in the book um, that I recently wrote. Um, and it's, it's this, guys. So, and hey, I keep it real. I, uh, I'm honest about everything and I keep it real. And, uh, and I'll turn this back over to, uh, to you, Chelsea. Uh, for questions and anything like that. So I am down. Um, I'm scheduled to speak in Raleigh, right? This is a few years back. And I'm scheduled to speak in Raleigh. And uh, it was ironically, right after our uh, NC State game. And so they beat us. All right, football game, they beat us, man. They beat us 35 to seven. And man, I was hot. Hey, y'all, I'm competitive, man, look here. I'm, I'm saved, amen. <laughs> but look here, on them sidelines, hey, I'm a competitor. Chelsea, I'm like you. I'm, oh, hey, yeah. I'm competitive now. Come on oh, now. Yeah. I'm from, hey, I'm from the crib too. I'm four Come two on. now. You already Come on, know. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know how we are. So we cut up, y'all. But anyway, so I'm hot. I'm hot because the, I believe it's the next weekend. I can't remember right now. But anyway, it's shortly after the game. I have to go down there and speak. So I'm there the morning. It's at a men's breakfast, and um, and I'm there. And when I get in, it's all red. It's all wolf pack, man. And they they let me have it. They doing all that, and they 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 let me have it, right? And so um, it's about ten people there. So they got the breakfast at seven in the morning. They got the breakfast, and they say, "Hey, bitch, it's gonna be a few minutes. Won't you just hang out here in the back office, relax?" So um, I waited about fifteen minutes, then I came back out. And I looked and now it's about 25 people, Chelsea. And so it's, it's, you know, I'm looking and I say, hey, it's going to be a few more minutes. But all of these people are, you know, Wolfpack folks. And they, they jokes and they, ah, we beat y'all. They let me have it. They rubbing it in. So now I'm kind of like in my flesh. I, I'm kind of like, Lord, I'm getting about sick of this. They, make, they say it's going to start at 7. And here it is, 7.45, and I'm still waiting. So now, Chelsea, I look back in, uh, back out, go in the room, wait a little bit, look back out, and now it's about 100 people. And I'm like, man, what kind of men's breakfast is this? What in the world? And then I, I wait a little bit longer, say wait a little bit longer. Now it's about 200 people. Wow. And I'm seeing all walks of life. I'm seeing men the, that look, you know, a little rough, and I'm seeing police officers. I'm seeing all kinds. I'm like, what in the world? So anyway... I, I go out and I'm getting ready to take the stage. And right before I take the stage, the uh, the MC is like, "All right, we're gonna get started." And uh, we were supposed to start at um, 
you know, at, uh, at, at seven, but we, we changed the time. And I, I said, we was going to start at, uh, you know, 25 after seven, but it changed my mind. And they said that the, the host said, you know, what 25 after seven is. And everybody was like, what, what is it? 35 to seven or <laughs> 25 out of six, 35 to seven. So we made jokes, right? So mm-hmm. as I'm grabbing the mic to go up, this is exactly what I say. So this is, God is my witness. I said, God, I don't care about none of these people in here. I'm getting ready to speak for five minutes and I'm going to just talk about something I don't know. I don't care. And as I'm getting up there, walking up the stage, grab the mic, people clapping, all that stuff. And all that. Um, the Holy Spirit said, do not speak on what you want to speak on. Mm-hmm. You speak on what I tell you to speak on. And it was about the goodness of God. Can't remember exactly what, but it's about the goodness of God. So I shared how God was good in the testimony, right? So this is why it's so important for us to talk about Jesus Christ in the second coming, right? So I share the goodness of God. I don't know how many men got saved. I didn't speak long, but I don't know how many men gave their lives to Christ. So at the back, sorry about the noise. So at the back, uh, I see a crowd of people. And one guy is waving his hand saying, you know, come back here. You know, come back here as I close. So I'm coming off stage and they yelling, come back here like there's an emergency. So I hightail it back there and there's a crowd of people. And I look and there's an old gentleman. Looked like he was probably, I don't know, maybe 80, something like that. And he's got a long, scruffy beard, looked like ZZ Top, you know, just really, you know. And I'm like, hey, you know, a lot of inmates who just got out came to this, this breakfast, right? The church was awesome, doing a great job. And so this gentleman is, is, is crying and I can see him kind of wiping and everybody's crowded around him. And I go back there and this is what he says, Chelf. He says, young man, uh, I don't know why I'm here. I know I didn't come to hear you speak. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I don't want to have anything to do with God. I've hated God most of my life. And he said, do you know where I just came from? And I said, no, sir. He said, I just got out of prison. And he said, uh, my daughter was the most precious thing to me. And you know why I went to prison? I said, no, sir. I went to prison for killing the man that killed my daughter. Mm. And I want you to know, I've been in prison, I can't remember, 30 years, something, 25, 30, somewhere up in there. And he said, uh, and I've hated God. I hate him. And when you got up there on the stage and you said, guys, I was going to speak on something else, but the Holy Spirit told me that I'm supposed to say this. Young man, my antennas went up. And then you started talking about Jesus Mm. and you started talking about how good Jesus is. And what he did in your life. I got one question to ask you, young man. And I said, what's that, sir? Do you think it's too late for God to use me? And I said, no, sir, it's not. That old boy gave his life to Jesus Christ that day. Mm. And I can't wait to see him in the kingdom of God. So why am I saying that to you, Mm -hmm. coaches? Because, baby, it ain't about our kingdom. Come on. It's about the kingdom of God. And you can't get in there outside of Jesus Christ. And we've got to tell people how good he is. That is the fourth quarter. Serving. See, you serve in the kingdom when you tell about the good news of the kingdom. I hope it makes sense. That's powerful. And you... Mm. You know, mm. it's powerful because how many times have we all been in that space, right? Like, like where someone has said something, do, done something, and, and it's like, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm going to do this. But then you think of those opportunities, and that goes back to, like you said, you know, when the Lord spoke to me, what I said the other day, advertisement. 
What if that particular day you chose to be opposite of the kingdom advertisement? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if you chose to be a knockoff brand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and go off on your tangent? Mm -hmm. Those antennas would have never come up. You know, we are charged. I laugh and you know this to be true. Many coaches got recruiting coordinators, Mm -hmm. but all coaches are recruiters, right? We are recruiting coordinators for the kingdom. That's we know right. the criteria. That's right. We know what, what he said, what he's looking for. That's and I right. told I told somebody this other day, I said, this is the easiest team you'll ever make. It's no cuts. Come on now. Mm. And if the only tryout is accepting him, mm-hmm. that's the mm. easiest team that you ever make. So we all should be moving in that same regard of being recruiting coordinators for Christ. When that recruiter comes, we've seen them. They're not old school like they used to mm-hmm. be. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they go to the big time tournaments. But I remember uh-huh. when I was playing, you see them in the old Jan Sport yeah. jackets. You know what I'm talking about? The old school sweatsuits. Uh-huh. You know, when you hear them coming. You know, That's switch, switch. right. You hear them coming before they got in there, right? Now That's right. it's maybe a polo, a t-shirt with some 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 cool shoes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but we saw them there and you knew they were coming to see somebody and they had a criteria, right? And they had a notepad and a paper that they were writing down. And they were taking a look. They maybe even asked for the roster or the stat sheet. Mm -hmm. They were looking Mm -hmm. for a criteria, Mm -hmm. right? That criteria has been written in the word. It tells you. It's the playbook, right? right. And I laugh because how many of us coaches on any level, we we say the play. We were talking about this the other night. We say the play. And you call the timeout. You give them the draw up. And they go out there and you're like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where did y'all get that from right mm-hmm, and of course mm-hmm. you know as spectators we're like where did that coach call y'all <laughs> i'm gonna put this in here right now nine times out of ten i don't care what the sport is when you look in the stands or you watching tv and you're like what are those coaches call nine times out of ten they did not tell them to do that i'm coaches right. i got y'all i got y'all okay <laughs> but i laugh at that though because mitch you and i both know this to be true even though the playbook, it's drawn there, it's written out. We said every position, this is where you go. This is what you do. I've told you this. I've practiced this. I've trained this. We've watched film. We've done all that we've done. Moments like you experienced. Our flesh gets in the way. Mm-hmm. The pleasures of this world get in the way, right? And we talked about this other day. We've seen it in March Madness that just ended. When that buzzer sounds, though, Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that score is not on my side and Come i'm on not up. on the winning side yes yes you see them they fall to yes. the knees on their face yes. the teammates have to pick them up Un- inconsolable can't be calm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. were talking about this today in fca i don't want the buzzer i.e the trumpet to sound mm-hmm. and i'm not on the winning team that's right that's right that's exactly right. You know, when when it's when it's hot outside, you know what I say, uh, Chelsea. I got I got a saying that I say, uh, I might as well enjoy it because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. This is as hot as it's gonna get for me. Come on, so- <laughs> <laughs> come on now. <laughs> you, 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 listen, man. At the end of the day, we cannot afford to get caught dead not knowing Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There is no coming back from that. Eternity mm-hmm. is a long time to think about what you should have done. Mm-hmm. It is about humility. It is about being on that stage and hearing, do not say what you want to say. You are here to say what I have called you to say. Yes, Lord. Amen. You know, and 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 we 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 misunderstand, we miss out on the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Man, God is so good. Yes, Coach, surely you can look back over your life at some point and see the fingerprints of God on it. Whether you got a job you were praying for, whether you was were healed, whether you were delivered from something, whether you caught some kind of break, God opened the door. God did those things. Surely you can recognize his goodness and respond to it. And the way you respond to God's goodness 
is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Man, he's so good. Yeah, he he's is. He's so kind. He's so kind. If you just give him a chance, just give him a chance. I'm telling you, he is so kind. It's one of those things, y'all, and and bear with, because when I think about all uh, me and Mitch were talking about this before we came on. And past servant leaders, we talked about the resume of Christ. And we all know when you're trying to get a job or you're trying to, you know, get attached to something, you know, they want to see your resume. They want to know your works. They want to know, you know, what type of experience do they have, right? Most times people say, well, I'm trying to get this job, but they say I don't have experience, but they won't give me a job. So how do I get experience, right? But it's trusting the track record. And just like that advertisement, I used to be that person, Mitch, and all of y'all that's listening, where transparency was not my thing. Mm -mm. I was like, oh, no, I don't want people. That held things close to the vest. Mm -hmm. But what I learned was that when we go and y'all know I'm a foodie. And it's a new food or it's a new drink or you go to a restaurant and they say it's a new hot item. What do we start doing? We want to read the description, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what, what's on it, right? What does it come with? The same thing, especially in these times, there are so many people, much like you encountered, Mitch, that what they know God to be is the pain that they endured. And that blinds them from seeing anything else. Mm-hmm. What they know God to be, watch it now, because this this is where we come in, is the image that we've portrayed. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. So what do you hear people, most people saying all the time? Oh, no, I don't, I don't go to mm-hmm. church. No, mm-hmm. those, those mm-hmm. people are hypocrites. No, in church, church hurt, right? That's right. right. But at the end of the day, that's why advertisement is so important. But on the yes. other hand, that's why trusting the track record. Some people don't have a track record to what he's done. And that's where we come in. That's Many right. people know my testimony. I was telling Mitch before he came on, but I would not know that he's a healer if I was never sick. I wouldn't know that. Mm, that's right. And enduring sickness, I'm like, you know, the first thing you want to say, why me? I, that's I, right. I'm not perfect, but I try to do right. I'm a college athlete, Mitch. Mm. Tip top shape. Mm. Why do I have to have the brain aneurysm? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'll never forget in that moment, it was, you knew, and shout out to servant leader, Dr. Benny Bolden. This is a conversational episodes back then. You knew the God of your mom. Mm. You knew the Jesus Christ of your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I need you to know me for, for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. And in that moment, I learned for so many reasons that we endure. How can I tell you or anybody else, Mitch, about his resume of being a healer? If I were never sick. That's right. Amen. How can I ever tell him about anybody about how he can be a provider if I didn't lack for anything and he show up? Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. can I ever know about grace when Lord knows he gives to everyone, but especially me, I'm making this personal Mm -hmm. when I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, it's his resume that he's built that that's what we're in charge of reading. That's what Mm -hmm. we're in charge of showing and sharing. And those are the messages of the good news of how good Mm -hmm. he is. Yes. That gets people over. I tell people it's not those glory moments. It's those story moments. That's right. That that break the chains and sets people free. That's right. It's in our transparency as servant leaders that people recognize. They look at you. They look at me. They look at anybody that's logged in here or maybe listen or listen later. They look at you. And it's much like the social media phenomenon. I don't mm-hmm. post the 49 selfies that I didn't like. I post the one where the lighting was perfect, mm-hmm. got the proper mm-hmm. angle, right? The filter was right. That's what I post. Yeah. That is why so many people are not heeding to the fourth quarter. That's right. But it's in those glory moments, right? That was like, oh, it's fine and good. But it's those story moments where it's like, wait, you telling me you went through that? How? Right, the right. picture when mm-hmm. we don't open up and be transparent. It's those story moments, Mitch. That's the ones that say, I know that it was God. There was nobody else that it could have been but him. You know, uh, Chels, I was uh, talking with one of the guys today and we were talking about transparency. 
And, um, you know, I, I told him, I would always rather be real than always be right. Come on. I would much rather be real than to be right. And so many of us in the body of Christ miss that. We miss the being the authentic, the authenticity. We miss the transparency. We miss the, hey, let me tell you my story. And that more times than not is what will lead people to Jesus Christ. If we would just tell his story and how good he is, that will lead it. You know, Chelsea, before you uh, open up for a Q&A, I talked a little bit about, and, and I'd be remiss if I did not say this, you know, uh, coaches, we talked about the fourth quarter, right? And we talked a little bit about God's timeline, where we are in the climate. And I've got to say this, you know, the next big thing on God's time clock is the rapture of the church. Um, yes, there will be, as the scripture told us, uh, the love of many will grow cold. We're going to see a kind of falling away. But the rapture of the church is the next big thing on God's timeline. And we have to understand, guys, that once that takes place, there is no coming back from that. So this rapture, uh, Jesus said, I believe it's over at the end of, uh, of Matthew in, uh, chapter 24. We said that... Uh, the son of man is coming at a time when you do not expect, you know? So guys, this thing is imminent. It is, it is, we're at the doors of this thing, y'all. And we're, we're, we're getting, we count this time clock is ticking down before we check out of here. And you want to be, as Chelsea said, you want to be on God's team. You want to be on the right team. So I pray that you all understand the importance of, the second coming of Christ and how we can serve. We serve the kingdom of God by obeying the scripture, obeying Christ, making disciples. And then we obey by Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine. So men may see your good works and glorify God. And that's what we've got to do to be a servant of the kingdom of God. Amen to that. Um, you know, and shout out, I just saw, uh, Coach Charlotte Taylor pop in, another uh, amazing Tar Heel, an amazing servant leader. Um, and much like many of the servant leaders speak about, um, one of the biggest things, and it does, it, 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 I was talking to one of my young ladies, one of my players, and we want to win. Uh, we want them to succeed on many different facets, right? Um, but one of the biggest things that, for me, she made a statement and she said, well, I accepted Christ, but I was never baptized. And that thing pierced me, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, it, I, I popped up, like I really was just uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're doing something and I hear it. I heard mm -hmm. it, but I didn't hear it. And I said, okay. And I said, uh, can you tell me why? I got time. And that thing, mm -hmm. it just it just I wasn't right there were no words to it and I yes. stopped everything I was doing Come on, uh, she just recently signed her scholarship we're preparing for her to graduate and head there and all those good things and you're excited and I'm like whoa 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 yes Pump your brakes right there you know yes and in those moments guys I think you know we have to be up in, and people always say I don't want to be in somebody's business I don't but now is the time that you really do have to be in people's Come on business now. that's right, right. We That's work right. with people every day. And I'm not saying, you know, be all, I laughed the other day because I said, I'm not trying to offend anyone. And shout out the servant leader, uh, my brother, Coach uh, Chubb. He said, he said, no, offend them. <laughs> offend them. <laughs> he said, it'll be all right when we get to glory, <laughs> but offend them. Because I promise you, they'd rather be offended now and see you later, you know? And of course, he didn't mean any harm mm. about it, but he's right. I work with people each day. And, and for years, I'm like, until somebody said, well, are they safe? And I'm like, I don't know, right? And when you stop and think about that, we spin and walk past the moments mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. every day. You yes. coach them. You work shoulder to shoulder with them. And of all the things you ask, their birthday, 
what they like, what do they do? You hang with them. They're immersed into your life, Mm -hmm. but you don't know if they have the criteria to make it to the afterlife. Mm. So I charge be in their business. Mm -hmm. They can't believe and think that we have time, right? Because time is not something that we can tell. His time is not our time. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And that's just where we are. We were talking about that in the FCA today. And that's how I know that his hand is right here. Because that's one of the things with our students, you see each week when we've been in that, we're just starting to pay attention. Yes. Because that that is the the single most devastating thing is thinking we have time. Mm -hmm. Yet all around Mm -hmm. me, young people every day, young and old, but young people around me every day, I'm watching Rest in Peace. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is not the time to consider and ask, well, did they know Christ? Yes. Yes. That is going to be laid at the feet of the church. Mm-hmm. Just, we are responsible for mm-hmm. a lot of this. And we, we're not going to get as many crowns as we think we're going to get because we're letting a lot of people fall through the cracks. And this has got to be of the the most importance. It has got to be the primary goal. And that is, you know, becoming that servant leader. I am here to get these people into the kingdom of God. You know, by as my mama would say, by hook or by crook. I'm here to, <laughs> man, I'm here, to, I'm here to get you swept into this thing. I'm here to tell you about the goodness. I'm here to demonstrate the goodness. I'm here to serve you, to show you the goodness of God so that you can see, man, God is not like these people over here said it. God's not like that old church said, no, this is not God. Man, God is like I saw in Chelsea. Wait a minute, hang on. How can I come to know the God that you know? And I'm telling you, man, if you just would just take the time and let God listen to the Holy Spirit, because I promise you guys, Mm -hmm. it is not about us. The Holy Spirit will do the work. He'll do the convicting. He'll do the, the, the saving. He'll do all of that stuff. We're just the, 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 the tool that he will use. Ask him to use you. And I can promise mm. you, he will. I can promise you that. I like that. Really quick, because see, y'all can tell now, Mitch is, has that way that he'll say something that make you want to say something else. And I just want to make sure. <laughs> I'm shutting rather, up. I'm shutting up. <laughs> no, you're good. That's a great thing, right? I mean, more so for my rebut. But just make sure, as always, if there's any question or comment that you have and you want to leave it or say it, just, just put it there. We, we'll get it out there. Anybody that's in here with us, same thing for you. You have anything to say? That we, we are a family here. We're not formal with it. It's legitimately the Bible study. You got something to say, you point, you, you point that point out. Um, but, and so I'll be looking, but as two things to that, that you said, the first one, uh, you ever, what's that thing in the magazine? I forget which magazine, but it's after like, uh, the Oscars or the Grammys and they'll do who wore it best. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The little segment in the magazine and they'll say who wore it best. And I often think about that with what you just said, right? Where typically you just say, you know, Christ through Chelsea, Right. And that that changes though, right? Depending on who's wearing that armor, who's mm-hmm. wearing, who's has the aroma of Christ, right? That changes. And I think about that and I use that, that, you know, you put on this outfit and it's like, dang, that shirt look good on you. It didn't look good on me though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if we're made in his likeness, from you to me, to everybody on this call, on Facebook, on Twitter or whatever, it should be, simultaneous all the way through that if I leave here, Mitch, if I walk downstairs and I logged on my other laptop, you would still be there, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's the same system. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Boy, then good. I pick up my phone and I log on, you all are going to be right there because it's on the same system in the same mm-hmm. wavelength. It's all connected, right? But it's when we come outside of our own way. Mm-hmm. That's when wires get crossed. Mm-hmm. That's when wires get crossed. And so I charge everyone to be legitimately that. And if you if you fail to know exactly how that should be, just like your sport, when your coach said, read your playbook, <laughs> read your playbook. That playbook is the Bible if you didn't know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that you were saying, I used to work in retail and I used to be a sales manager before I got into education in my career. And I'll never forget we would have, at, it was a cell phone company. And we would, people would come in and they would pay mm-hmm. their bill at the kiosk, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll never forget, uh, the regional manager came one day and people were coming and they were paying 
their money, their bill at the kiosk and they walk back out and leave. He said, um, do y'all touch them? So we're like, what? He was like, Are, is that a point of touch? Like, I see you dealing with your customers that come to you, but these people are walking in and out all day. Did you touch them? Did they add, did you ask that they need a charger? Did you ask that they need a new cell phone? Mm. Do they have an upgrade? You did wow. it. We're like, well, no, because they just went to pay over there, but you're missing touches. Yes. And I always consider that. And I thought about that again, sitting here talking to you, we miss touches every day. Mm -hmm. They walk by us. And, and y'all, I'm not saying to just be this obnoxious person and go That's grab right. and say, hey, excuse me. That's what right. What we're saying is just, you miss these opportunities when your assumption becomes that, oh, well, they know them. They got to know. Yes. Everybody knows them. Yes. Oh, oh, you know, they 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 know Jesus Christ. They, they, they know him as their person. They, it, it just has to. Everybody does. It's not an assumption at this point. That's right. That's right. And you'd be surprised, though, Mitch. Here's the thing, and I'm going to be quiet. You'd be surprised the people that actually are legitimately waiting yes. to spark that conversation. Yes. You know, yes. I intended to. I've, I've really been, but I don't know. I don't know a church. I don't know anyone. I don't know how to start. I'm embarrassed. And you open that door to them. You'd be surprised the individuals that want to have that conversation. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. If your light is shining, they already know that they can come to you. They're just mm -hmm. waiting for the end. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Hey, St. Francis of Assisi said, preach a sermon and when necessary, use words. Come on. Come on. That's what we do. That's what we do. I'll live I it. I hear you, servant leader. I leave it. <laughs> well, Charlotte Smith said people are waiting to hear the gospel. They are. It's Come like when we it. say I'm an educator and coach. We say children don't like discipline. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They want it. Yes. Right? It's their jobs to rebel. Right? That's right. That's but right. it's our job to hold the line. They want that because when you remove that discipline and you get a coach in there that doesn't discipline them or a teacher, that's the first thing they say, man, she, it's too wild in there. I want to do my work. They love structure. Yes. People, you're absolutely yes. right, servant leader, Charlotte Smith. They do want to hear the gospel. They do. They're just waiting for it. That's They're right. hungering for it now. They don't know where to begin. We can't assume mm -hmm. that everybody has been given the opportunity to find it or that it's around them or they grew up with it. The last time, last time you went to the movies, Mitch, when was it? Has it been a minute? It's been a minute since I went to the it's movies. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. yep. But when you went to the movie, it, it was good. Do you remember the last movie you saw? Uh, you know, I don't. It was probably something Marvel with my son. Sounds about right. Anybody else in the chat? Y'all, last movie you saw, tell me, right? Probably Woman King, The Black Panther, right? Probably, mm -hmm. unless you're mm -hmm. like a huge movie buff mm -hmm. and you still are going. Right. And when you left that movie, who'd you tell it was good, Mitch? Oh, you tell everybody. Oh, yeah. You run, yeah, I'm gonna you go run see and tell it. That. Yeah, you run and tell. Oh, that, yeah. Man. It was good. We might even tell what happened. Woman King. OK. <laughs> and then who did you tell Woman King was good? Right. We probably put it on social media. Called the next person. Hey, y'all mm -hmm. saw that Woman King yet? Mm -hmm. That thing mm -hmm. was fine. his only son, Troy. So good. Mm -hmm. See? Right. Exactly. Troy. I'm with you, man. <laughs> so that being said, though, back to that advertisement. Right. That movie, yes, pays for trailers, but we're the walking advertisement. We go, right. we tweet about it. We say if it was good or not, don't go, y'all. It wasn't all that. Right. We give it for free. We have that food. I told y'all, Dunkin' Donuts, breakfast taco, go get it. If you have been missing me talk about that, I'm telling you now, <laughs> go get it. That's free advertisement right there because it's good. Yeah, with or without bacon, ask them now. to make sure they make it fresh. It will change your life. I'm telling you, you heard it here first if you have not tried it. But you see what I just did there, right? Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised the number of individuals when I said that, Mitch. I didn't even know. I had no idea that they had those. I drove up one morning. I'm a mm -hmm. Dunkin' girl. I run on Jesus and Dunkin'. And they said, want to try the new breakfast taco? I said, what? Excuse me? Wait, what? Exactly. Let me try it. I took the first bite and my fingers started tweeting. I didn't even finish the taco <laughs> yet. I went to class. I'm like, y'all, I'm sorry. Coach got to finish this taco. This thing is fire, right? Next thing I know, all my coworkers, my players, my students. <laughs> you right, Coach? <laughs> now, just imagine if we laugh, right? Uh, uh -huh. Certainly, the Charlotte Smith, she said, uh, she said, Arby's fish sandwich. Yep, that was another one going viral, too. 
Mm-hmm. And people went. But could we imagine, right? And I'm, we're laughing and joking, but in all seriousness, could you imagine just as those very things in those last 30 seconds where we pub something that doesn't benefit us at all? We're not receiving a kickback from any of that. Mm. But here's the thing. You publicize, you advertise, and you give that word of mouth about the goodness of God. There is a kickback there, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that is one less soul that's going to perish. There that's is right. a kickback for that. And so I charge everyone in this fourth quarter to stop believing we have time, right? We play like that all game, That's right? right. We got time. It's just the first quarter. We got time. It's just halftime. Okay, we got it, y'all. We're going to stop playing. And even the best of teams end up getting upset because they felt they had time. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all, he tells us in the end we win. Don't get upset because you felt that you had time. Running out of time, guys. Running out of time. Coach Smith, uh, <laughs> Troy Pennington, Coach Penn. Man, listen, I'm telling you, those are two of the best servant leaders. They know. They know we, we're short on time. And we have got to make the most of it. Listen, man, I'll, I'll say this. And uh, Chelsea, you keep on with the questions. But I'll, I'll say this, guys. It means, it means more to me now about time. Um, just dealing with some things personally, uh, time is of the essence. And so what we're, what, what Chelsea experienced, what I'm dealing with, man, it is personal and time is, uh, it's very important and we have got to be focused on him, not us, not our own agenda, but honoring him by serving him and doing what he's asked us to do. And that is making disciples for the kingdom of God. Amen to that. Well, guys, as we begin to close, and I'm going to say this, and Coach, I just want to make sure, Coach Troy, and let me know if you wanted to say anything in there um, because you definitely can have the floor. I'm glad to have you come back and join us anytime. Um, Servant leadership. We see it on books. We see it podcasts all the time. It's become a tagline that we all use. You see them in bio, servant leader. One of the things I said today when I had the opportunity to speak, and this, again, I told Mitch, no one told me what to speak about. But again, my assignment from Christ has been in the facet of servant leadership. So I don't care where you are. <laughs> you left the floor to open. And that is what, much like you said, Holy Spirit said, this is what we're speaking about today. When we talk about servant leadership, and this is to you, Mitch, and anybody else that maybe want to add on to this. In this time, servant leadership. What is the true definition and what does that look like as we're maneuvering through our day as a coach, as a teacher, as an administrator, as an athletic director, trainer, athlete, whatever the case may be? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What does that look like to you, Mitch? It is an image of Jesus. We talked about it initially in John chapter 13, baby. That servant leader is a model of Jesus Christ, that even though you may be in a season of your life where you are more mature, where you are, you, you, you're more established, you're older, whatever that may look like, you still have the mandate to honor the kingdom of God by serving those who are behind you. You help people, no matter the situation, no matter what they look like, you serve them. It doesn't matter. Gee, think about this, Chelsea. Think about this, coaches. Coach uh, Charlotte, I know you know this. You think about in John chapter 13, when Jesus uh, served, when he washed those disciples' feet. Think about who was in that room. You had Peter, the big mouth, who denied him. You had James and John, who went behind others' back trying to get uh, status. Look here, you even had Thomas the doubter, and you had Judas who betrayed him. They were all in that room and all of those personalities, and yet Jesus still served them. So it doesn't matter what they look like. That is, that's not the deal. Our job is how we respond. That's what a true servant leader looks like to me. I love that. And uh, 
Coach Troy, he said, loving on people and letting them know how much God loves them. I mm, love that. Mm, come on. Come on with it, brother. Because here's the thing, y'all. Some people are lovable. And that's the easy part. Right? But it's just like you said, and this, this meme flows around each time this time, and we're going to close. Each time around this time of Resurrection Sunday, I always see the, the meme come back, and it's so powerful to me. And it says, oftentimes people will ask you, you know, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? Right? Most people are like, oh, I'll go here. I'll eat this sandwich. I'll do this. I'll try this thing. I'll spend all my money. you right. They say all mm -hmm. of these things. And it says, well, Jesus knew, and mm. he chose to serve. Mm. And that thing knocks me off my feet. Every single time that I see it yes. and time that I hear it. Yes. Because yes. much like you said, he knew who he was uh, surrounded by. And it didn't change at all. It didn't change. Mm. <laughs> it never changed. It. Amen. And that is my mission and my goal. We often stand in rooms where we know what people said and didn't say. We know what people did and didn't do. Right? Mm -hmm. he, he did. And that comes back to being made in his image and his likeness, y'all. And being in his likeness, he knew yet he still forged forward to the task at hand. Ah, Mitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to thank, thank you. you so much. Thank no, you. thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you for the coaches who listened. Uh, man, it's been a blessing. It's been an honor to serve you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you big time. I feel that for anybody listening now that will listen later, um, you are the epitome of servant leadership in action, right? Now, and that's my biggest thing, not so much as to say it, but to live it. And my mom, when she was on here, she'd be like, walk it like I talk it, right? That's mm -hmm. always powerful because that's what it is. Walk mm -hmm. it like we talk it. Uh, please be back. Yeah, thankful to have you. Um, but in that, and as we close, as you all continue to move throughout, not just this celebratory month of April, I'm celebrating the third year of the servant leader, but all throughout this continued move of God. Uh, we're going to move forward next week, Monday and Wednesday. We have two powerful women coming before us um, that is going to definitely continue this fourth quarter conversation and giving us the tips and the playbook on how to serve for the return of Christ. Um, the playbacks will be up on the podcast, but in the interim, Mitch, I need this favor before you get off. For that person that's listening now and that's listening later, there's somebody, and this is always the case, that much like the person you encountered, life got in the way. False advertisement mm -hmm. of who he is got in the way, mm -hmm. right? The enemy somehow has shown you that the goodness of God is not what we're talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about, right? Somebody need, needs to know that he still is in the blessing and saving business. He didn't change mm. and he didn't move. So as we get ready to close, two things. If you could pray us out, mm -hmm. but speak Absolutely. to that person that is listening that somehow doesn't feel, in spite mm -hmm. of what we said in this last hour, that mm -hmm. he is still who he is. You know, I want to say this to you before we pray. And that is, you know, uh, the gifts and the calling of God uh, are, are not uh, irrevocable, man. They, they, he, he doesn't take them back. And God has put his mandate, his stamp of approval on you. And it doesn't matter what someone has done in the past. It doesn't matter what you may have heard, false advertisement. Man, God loves you. No matter what you do, God loves you. And if you would give him a chance to demonstrate his love, I promise you that he will. Listen, I did not grow up in a church. And I'm telling you, God, it was so nice to me. He was so kind, even though I essentially spit in his face. He was so kind and his love reached out to me. So I want to encourage you to uh, uh, remove yourself from all of those parameters that are sending out false advertisement. And I'm praying that God will surround you with people that authentically know him. So you can see the true definition of who Jesus Christ is. Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you for every person that is listening under the sound of my voice. 
Father God, I just want to thank you for this platform. Thank you for Chelsea and her servant's heart, Lord. Father God, I thank you for every coach. I'm asking you, Lord God, to continue to minister to their hearts. Lord, may you visit them in their dreams. May you visit them in their action. May you visit them on the courts, on the fields, no matter where they are. Father God, surround them, encompass them with your love. May they know who you are, Jesus, and the power of your resurrection. Nothing is too hard for you. Lord, we thank you for blessing them. We ask you to continue to bless the work of their hands. They may not know it, but you've given them a ministry. And I pray, Father God, that they honor you by doing everything you called them to do in that ministry so that they can make disciples for the kingdom of God. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us all say amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother, uh, to y'all listening. Those are listening later. We got two powerhouse women coming up next week, Coach Hannah Hayden and Coach Stephanie Murphy. Uh, so just make sure that you are facing a place. Find Brother Mitch or myself online. You want to know more about him, y'all. I'm telling you, it's my favorite subject. Come talk to us. So we thank you guys for the time to join us today. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you guys next time. All right, we're off my...